Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. WQAD Podcast Network. Place your bets, ladies and gentlemen. Dazzo and the Degenerates. Place your bets. Your Quad Cities Sports Gambling Podcast. This week's best plays, last week's bad beats, and most importantly, a whole bunch of winners. Well, we told people we were going to do better in college football, and damn it, we did. It's yep. complete opposite, though. We, we struggled a little bit in the uh, in the NFL. Yeah, some big wins in college. Uh, we took uh, Florida, ended up winning that game outright. We had them plus three. Uh, Iowa State. That was my play of the week. Yeah, Iowa I State loved that game. Absolute cakewalk. That bet was pretty much a winner about second quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Man, Army. Army was a, a tough one. They scored t- right off the bat, then got down two touchdowns, came back, tied it, got down two touchdowns, came back, tied it. and uh, Had a chance for back. a backdoor, didn't we? Yeah, like it was uh, down nine with like 90 seconds or something like that? Yeah, nine with about nine. And they had to go 90 yards. Yeah. I, don't, I think they missed the two-point conversion at some point, which kind of cost them to, you know, they're trying to drive 90 yards down nine. They're pretty much doing that just for the betters out there. No, no real advantage in scoring there. Well, I'm hoping that after that, maybe Strooper, you can stop telling us about Army because you seem to like Army every single week. <laughs> so yeah, let's stay away from the uh, the um, armed services for maybe a week or two and see if we can bounce back with that. And then we've been doing so well in the NFL. I mean, we're, we're at least batting, you know, two for three every week in the NFL, if not better. And I loved our NFL plays. I thought they were really solid and good. And then your guys' Bears just screwed us over right off the bat. Yeah, it was just it was horrible. That that game, I mean Before you rant, let's just call a spade a spade and get to our kick in the nuts of the week and, and it's right now. So yeah, this week's kick in the nuts, no doubt, uh, your Chicago Bears. Uh, we had that game, we had the teaser going with the Bears, so we had the Bears just a win and then under forty six and a half. Uh, personally, I had him in a couple other things that would have uh, really made my weekend <laughs> a real profitable weekend. Instead, it did not turn out so well. But yeah, the Bears, I mean, they come out come out flat. I don't, I mean, you get to London on whatever they got there on Friday. If anybody's traveled for work or for pleasure, and you go to a six-hour difference, you don't feel right for two days. So it's kind of a little risky there. But then they come out, just get ran on, freaking... Uh, Hicks, his elbow goes the wrong way. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's 17 nothing. Chase Daniels throwing freaking balls right into the linebacker th- at the 30-yard line. So we get down 17. I felt like I, I didn't did want to Did you do what you're it. supposed to do at that point and bet on them at halftime like I did? One of the three of us are smart enough to. I didn't think the Bears were going to score seven damn points. To even, yeah, but to you even know get the that. NFL. It's just a, if I would have told you, and this is the way I look at halftimes real quick, if, if you, you would have said – because you could have got them at plus 10.5 for the game. If I would have told you at the beginning of the game, hey, I'll give you the Bears and 10.5 points, you would have done it every single time. You would put your whole account on it. So that's the way I kind of look at things. And, and if it's close, it's not worth it. But if it's that big of a swing from a 6-point favorite to a 10.5-point favorite, 
Yeah, and still Oakland. But anyways, enough about me being a genius. Go, yeah, go, on, I mean, go on to the... Because the kick in the nut, nuts comes like a specific play it's, it's really coming. gets oh, you yeah. good. Oh, yeah, it's coming. <laughs> so they come back. All of a sudden, that the pitch, Bears get all the momentum in the world. Touchdown, another touchdown. We get the 17-14, big punt return from Cohen. All of a sudden, we're 21-17. Every, I mean, I'm jumping up and down in my living room watching... It reminded me a little bit of that Arizona game when the Bears... You know, when the Dennis Green uh, are who they thought they were, yeah. kind of had a little bit of that feeling. Coming back, we get to third and eight. Derek Carr throws a two-yard pass. Defense finally gets off the field after they were pretty much struck. I mean, they're getting ran through in the first half. The damn punt. I'm sitting there. <laughs> I have had, I'm not shitting you, I've had five games this year where a punt returner will drop a ball or some, somebody on special teams. you got coaches that watch film for 80 to 90 hours a week and then they have some asshole on special teams <laughs> who literally plays a handful of possessions per game, and then he costs you a game. You spend that much time for a freaking number 57, Pierre Lewis. I'm, right before the punt, I said, just let them punt it. No stupid penalties. So you haven't said, I mean, people know, but obviously he ran into the kicker. Runs in, yeah, and, and there's people saying, oh, well, he was kind of thrown in blocked. He shouldn't even have been there. There's no reason to be there. None. Just let them punt it. You just had a guy bust a 70-something yarder. That punt was, I mean, he got ran into, but after he kicked it, there you have the ball at about the 45 or 50 with six minutes left. Raiders got one timeout, all the momentum in the world. David Montgomery kind of took the, took the game, took, takes games over late. All you need is a first down. You punt it. They got no timeouts, maybe three to four minutes left. I, I feel good about that. Gives our defense a three-minute rest, not yeah. put them back on the field. And all of a sudden, we're... We're done. I mean, right when they started driving it, you knew it was happening. I'm glad after three days. I'm glad after three days you settled down a little bit. Not, once you got me going again, I, I settled down about Tuesday. But just to, to me, <laughs> it's an undisciplined team. That's what they they commit penalty after penalty after penalty. Leno gets a goddamn penalty, two penalties a game. It feels like Anthony Miller this year, eight catches, eighty yards. We traded up a second round pick for Anthony Miller, eight catches for eighty yards. He's getting a taunting penalty. He did not even score a goddamn touchdown. <laughs> You're not even scoring. Just get off the field. He did, he you, made one, you made one nice catch, but then they, the next kickoff, he, he cost them 15 on the kickoff. They run it back. It was Miller's uh, side there. He's, he's crashing in. All of a sudden, they run it back to the 40. Uh, that, McManus had the peanut punch. Which, yeah. I mean, we had got just everything worked out right, and we have a goddamn special teamer <laughs> that does nothing, some no-name, and he runs into the kicker. Just it, un, it just drives me nuts. And to me... Club dub, club dub's over. John Gruden just dug six feet and buried your club dub. You can't, you can't do club dub anymore when John Gruden absolutely punks you at the end of the game. At what point are coaches going to start telling players like this that this isn't the time to be a hero? This isn't the time to earn your playing time. In fact, maybe mention to these players that you could make a career-ending mistake at this point. That's what I was saying to myself. And, hey, one more thing on that, and I, I won't go on a tangent like Pete, but my wife and I went to London probably three, four months ago, and I will tell you that you are hungover for three days even if you didn't have a drink on the plane. Now, I did, so I, I was truly hungover. But for three days when you get there, what dumbass decided to send them over on a Friday? I'm sorry, Nagy, you're wrong. I feel bad. I feel bad for you guys. You're you're like angry Lions fans. So you just lost a bet. It's okay if you bet at halftime, then you're fine. You made up all your money and you're good to move on. The worst part is is 
the the bets one that's a bad thing then you want to double that one then watch the freaking cowboys get murdered rolled by the uh packers but really for that game for the bears the schedule gets tough now it's you're you're three and two you should have been four and one uh it I don't know. It, it's a tough one to tough one to come back from. Yeah, my heart's. I mean, just it's I, rough. I could tell you just you eight. Can't eight of the. Right? I think of their next. Uh, um, their next eleven games. Eight of the next eleven games are against teams are in the top ten in the power rankings in the NFL at NFL.com. It's a tough go for the Bears after this. I mean, yeah, it's frustrating. I thought they won the bet because when we I went outside to cut grass and I'm like, there's no way. One, the Raiders weren't going to score anymore. They were done scoring. They were done at halftime scoring, and and I wasn't worried about the Bears scoring two touchdowns. No. I was just worried about them maybe scoring. You know, and so and then the bad part when you get into a bet like that where you have the Bears to win and you have the under. When the Raiders scored the touchdown, you were done. Because if the Bears Dazzle, came back to win... But, but Dazzo, that's the thing. With the Bears, they're the, about the only team in the universe where you go, they're not going to score very many points. They're probably not going to let the Raiders score again. All they have to do is run out the clock. In fact, just get to the two-minute warning, and, and we're good to go. No, we couldn't figure out that. I, I don't, now you got me fired. <laughs> well, here's the thing. is uh, Gambling-wise, it's frustrating because that was the right play, and we talk about that all the time. Um, doing what's right, that was the correct bet. That is a winning bet. You should have won it. It's a bad beat, all those kind of things. It's a kick in the nuts. It's This is by far, now five weeks is all we have, but this is the longest kick in the nuts we've ever had. <laughs> but um, it's a rough one for the Bears. Capping up or recapping our, our, our um, NFL plays, the, we did have the Ravens minus three, which ends up being a push. I have no idea why, guys, but I just I saw that ending with the Ravens winning by three when I went to go place the bet. So I took the Ravens' money line, and then I tossed in the two big favorites. What were they? The, the Patriots and Patri- the Eagles. Yeah, Patriots and Eagles. And I got it to even money, and I went with that. So I ended up winning that bet. And then, um, yeah, the Packers and the, and the Cowboys – I just I can't figure that one out. It was just the weirdest. Aaron Rodgers doesn't doesn't throw a touchdown. Aaron Rodgers doesn't throw a touchdown. If you would have told me Aaron Rodgers doesn't throw a touchdown and and it would be over, it'd be absolutely done. Um, so that was frustrating. So we end hey, up going. Hey, I'll, I'll add insult injury there. I have Aaron Rodgers in my dynasty league, and I lost by ten points. Just put it that way. He scored nine, I think, for me. So recapping, the and, and he wins by a landslide. So recapping the week for us, basically, it was a good college week and a disappointing NFL week, which puts us right where we're at right now. We're kind of stuck in that where we're, we're batting five hundred almost every weekend, maybe a little bit below five hundred. Hey, um, I did. I did give you Arizona in the trash bowl, though they ended up winning that well, outright. There's, if you look back at that week, there's games that we talked about. We talked about Ohio State in college, and Ohio State lay those points. They're probably we didn't make them an official play, but if you listen to the podcast, you probably felt pretty good because you're a degenerate like we are, and it's a Saturday night, and it's the game that's on. Um, you won that football game, so um, I feel good about what we're doing. It's just the the, the six pack is we got to be batting better than five hundred. <laughs> we got to get back over the Mendoza line and start winning some people some money. So that's our plan to do this week. A big college football week. We favor more college football right now than NFL football. We are degenerates. We will bet all of them. But um, um, we the, the the college game is really interesting and really for us here in the Quad Cities, it's a really good one because Pete was right. We nobody bet. We didn't make it a play, and and I didn't bet Iowa this past week against Michigan. Um, Pete did and won with Michigan. But was it minus three? Minus three and a half. So, um, but I we've liked this game for a month, and it comes at a good spot where Penn State rolls into Kinnick Stadium um, undefeated on the season, playing good football. Um, They go to Kinnick Stadium at night. 
if you watch the Iowa-Michigan game, Iowa was the better football team. They, they were inside the 40-yard line six times and came away with three points. Turned the ball over four times. Eight sacks, eight penalties. I mean, it was everything you could possibly do to lose a football game. And for some reason, they only lost by seven. They were the better football team. They're not going to repeat those mistakes at home at night at Kinnick Stadium. The line opens at Iowa getting four points. I, this is one of those games that you have not Kinnick Stadium every single year where Iowa upsets a big team at home. They, they beat Ohio State a few years ago at home at night at Kinnick Stadium. Um, they play well at night at Kinnick Stadium. I like Iowa in this football game. It's plus four for Iowa. I don't even want the four points. I'm taking Iowa straight up. I'm going to win some money, and I really like the Hawkeyes this week. I've liked them for a month. I liked it when the season, when the when the um, schedule came out. I really like them even more now. And one more point for for me, it'll be an emotional night as well. Um, they're honoring the 09 Orange Bowl team. On that team is is a lot of Quad Cityans, but Brett Greenwood is one of them. So he'll be walking out on the field. Um, it won't be like the Pittsburgh game a few years ago where he led the team out, but um, him in the house, a lot of emotion. Night game at Kinnick Stadium. It just feels like a, a good spot for the Hawkeyes. Aren't they wearing those? Uh, yellow jerseys, too? Yeah, it's All like the, it's, it's gold, Pete. Golds, it's gold, Pete. Call it. I know, and we don't call the uh, orange stuff that Illinois no. wears is in, like, you know, whatever, another color for orange, Mandarin or whatever. So, But yeah, on that note, though, I like Iowa a lot here. This is definitely the game I like the most in the whole weekend. Um, just like Matt said, we've been talking about this game for a few weeks. Saw uh, pre-lines come out where Iowa's an underdog. This be, Iowa at home at night, great spot play here. I already I took them plus the four. If you're telling me you're getting more than a field goal at home, really like it. I think they're winning the game outright. Uh, Penn State had a, has had a good scoring defense, or you know, haven't given up many points. I'd say a very similar game for them would be that Pittsburgh game where they kind of struggle. I I don't know. There was neither. I think it was like 17, 13, something like that type of game. But uh, I think it probably will be a low scoring game. But really love Iowa here again. It'll be my strongest play of the whole week. Stroop, can we make it a make it a three for three? We're gonna make it a three for three, and you might as well add it to the six pack. Um, this is gonna check two boxes for uh, for for me. Um, obviously, being a home dog, um, I have actually Iowa favored by one in this game, which is is quite a quite a bit based on my power rankings. The only problem that I see is that the public. They're kind of seeing what we're seeing. Fifty-eight percent of the tickets are on Iowa, um, but that doesn't scare me. It's when you start seeing eighty, ninety percent on a team that you start to worry. So um, I think it'll be the biggest play of the week, and that's going to hurt if they lose. So, but Matt, hey, one thing you said that I, I do want to encourage everybody to think about. You know, I think it's fine that you want to take Iowa straight up on the money line, but. I think the smart betting option is to take the four points big and then back off a little but put a little on that money line. So so that's the smart way to play it, I think. No, and I would I was just gonna ask what everybody's thoughts were when it came to, you know, I, I'm going to get a little money, extra money for it. I'm gonna do the money line. You don't have to. We like Iowa in this game. We like them plus four. We'll probably put them in the six pack pack as as Iowa plus four. But just if you listen to the podcast and you listen well, if you want to get a little more, what would that be plus one? 50? Yeah, they're probably plus 150-ish and somewhere in that neighborhood right so, now. So, I mean, if you want to get a little more bang for your buck, I would encourage that. But you're right, Strooper, if you want to play it safe or, you know, put some on that plus four and then get it. Now, of course, if they lose by a touchdown, then we'll put you back out here. That'll be my kick in the nuts next week. But um, I like Iowa at home. I think we all would agree on that one. Um, the, what do you call it? The Red River Rivalry? Is that what they call it? I think that's what they're still calling it. Something yeah. like that. Um, Oklahoma and Texas. I was kind of surprised. It's one of those things that at the beginning of the week, I'll look at a, a game and I'll go, 
all right, what do I think the line's going to be? And this one didn't match up. It's it's a bigger line than maybe I expected. I don't know if that means I'm playing it, but Oklahoma minus 11 against Texas. Um, uh, neutral site. Pete, what do you see about this game? So Oklahoma has been, what are they, the number four scoring offense in college football. Uh, they haven't really played anybody defensively. I mean, you're talking about Holgerson teams. Uh, they played UCLA, Chip Kelly type of team. So Kansas last week. Yeah, so they played some pretty brutal defenses throughout the year. The, the one problem is Texas hasn't been very strong defensively this year, but Texas can score. I think Texas might be able to run the ball against them. Here's the biggest thing that I play with Texas. Tom Herman, 13-3 and three as an underdog. I always play the Tom Herman underdog, especially when you're getting double digits here. I like Texas plus the 11. Stroop, what do you got on the Red River rivalry? Well, I'm going to go with Texas as well. Gosh, you know, it checks two out of the three boxes again. little scarier. 70% of the tickets are on Texas. Um, but I will tell you, the trend is Texas. Texas is 6-1 and one against the spread in the last seven games against Oklahoma. Um, you guys have been talking about Texas since the beginning of the season. You liked them. You loved them. Um, so I think this is the spot I take them in. And I think I kind of just mentioned, kind of alluded to when I brought up the game, if it doesn't seem like when I, I thought it come out like a, a touchdown, maybe, maybe, maybe eight to be at 11 is a lot. And when teams can score that much and, and Texas does have a good offense, even if you're getting blown out at some point, you're going to get back and make it close late. So you have a way to backdoor in a game like this when it's 11. Um, it's one of those numbers we talked about. You want to be on three, seven, ten. I mean, get to 11 is pretty nice. You even get the little extra juice on it as well. So I'll make it a three for three, which is awkward that we're kind of agreeing this much so quickly yeah. early this, on. But this, The over-under in this game is 76, which is a real high number. So going to be a lot of points really for Texas you're hoping for feet to give up field goals, just not touchdowns. Yeah. Try to limit those touchdowns. 11 gets you over a key number of 10. Um, yeah, it just feels like a, a good play there for, for Texas. So we all like Texas. We all like Iowa. So a couple. Well, Iowa's a home a home dog. Te- Where's the game at? It's in de- is it Neut- Jerry? Yeah, neutral. Is it? But it's in Texas. But it's a neutral field. Oh, I know that. The Cotton Bowl. Isn't that Cotton, where they play this one? Yeah, out? I think so. So, um, and we'll stick in the Big Ten. Um, Minis- Michigan State getting 10 and a half. At Wisconsin, we'll start with Pete on a game up in up in Wisconsin. Um, what was your what's your thoughts? This is an interesting game here because I think so. Wisconsin's obviously done real well. Struggled a little bit against Northwestern, which may have been kind of a spot play. But I think Michigan State is kind of like Northwestern that they stop the run. Obviously, Wisconsin, what they do is run the ball. So I think what you're going to want to do is, I mean, I think Michigan State's going to load up on Taylor and make that quarterback beat him. Wisconsin right now, I think they're the number one defense, but they really haven't played anybody to, to really validate that. Uh, it's hard for me. I think 10.5 is a right number to take. I just don't trust Michigan State at all. I, I just I can't that trust that offense. Is because of what happened earlier in the year with us in that game against uh, Arizona State? It is, but they just they can't score. I've seen them play too, too many times. They just cannot score, so I don't know. This game actually, I, mean, I think the over-under is like 39 or some ridiculously low number, which is an interesting one to take. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not laying 10.5 with Wisconsin. I guess that's what I'd say. Michigan State, I don't know that I would play it at 10.5, but probably could be talked into it. Strooper, do you like this game at all? I don't like it. Uh, Pete, you are, it's uh, 40 and a half, so it is, it, it is pretty low, uh, just so you know. Um, I don't like that number. Uh, I would say that I would lean Michigan State here, um, but you know, as we know, if, if Wisconsin gets a 
17 to nothing lead. I mean, can Michigan State even score enough to come back and cover? I, I, I don't like the game. Yeah, I think you're right. If they get down 14 nothing early, it's, it's one of those where you almost feel like your bet's done. Um, boy, this is one of those games that I kind of said the same thing. I thought it'd be a closer game. I really look at this as uh, Michigan State's defense is good. Now, they gave up 31 points, 34 points against Ohio State. But when you look at it, that's pretty good. I mean, can, all things considered, um, they're going to be able to stop the run. I don't know if you completely shut down uh, the Wisconsin running game, but they'll be able to combat the run. If I had to play this game, I, I like Michigan State. I like getting 10.5 points um, in the game. I'm not going to play it, but I'd lean Michigan State. I think I'd lean harder than what you two already are, but um, we'll stay away from it when it comes to our six-pack plays. But if I had to play it, if I'm out there betting it and, and, and want something to, to do, um, I would take Michigan State and get the 10.5, which yeah. is scary that we like all the teams getting points right now. It's one thing, too, on Saturday where you might want to check the weather in Madison for what that one's going to yeah. be. I don't think it's going to be very – What could time be, is could the game? be rainy. I think it's a 2.30 game. could okay. be kind of a rainy type of situation, so – Something there which might lead even more to the under. Is that Wisconsin quarterback good enough to beat a team? And I'm not saying beat, but beat them by double figures. That's they're going to beat a, um, a, a coach D'Antonio team, a coach D'Antonio team by that many points. I don't know that I'd trust them at this point yet. Yeah, to, to win it's by just two hard touchdowns. to trust either one. So um, we'd lean Michigan State. It sounds like, but we'll move on. Um, USC and Notre Dame. That game is at Notre Dame. Um, USC is another under uh, double-digit underdog at 11 points. So USC was also getting 11 last week at Washington, so odds makers kind of look at Notre Dame and Washington, um, both home teams kind of as equals, I guess you'd say at this point. Notre Dame has only two tough games left this year. It's USC this week, and then next week's at Michigan. After that, it's freaking cakewalk. They're going to win the rest of them. So they're really right in that Final Four situation. To me, USC, after losing a couple games here, this is probably their one big game, right? I mean, they, I think UCLA is kind of a, a rivalry, but that yeah, doesn't match not, up to, yeah. to Notre Dame. U, USC has the athletes in this to definitely to compete with Notre Dame. I think this might be kind of their Super Bowl, getting 11. Um, I would take Notre Dame in a money line type of parlay situation or tease them down. Yep. If I was going to play the game straight with points, I would lean towards USC. Yeah, I would completely agree. I'm not going to waste people's time with what just repeating what you just said. It feels like a toss in a, in a, in a teaser, or not a teaser, but in a money line parlay. If not, I, again, double. Di- these are good football teams. These are decent football teams, and they're getting double digits. That's a lot of points and, and when you're gambling in football. Uh, Stroop, what do you think? You know, I wish I would have looked it up. Um, I want to look back and see the last time, and of course it'll probably be last year or something, but <laughs> but I want to see the last time that this w- there was a double-digit line in this football game. Um, I, again, would, would lean toward USC. Um, Notre Dame kind of scares me, though. They can get going and, and, and be unstoppable. And the one thing I would say is that Notre Dame, if they do get a chance, they probably step on USC's neck, um, and they'll do whatever they can, uh, those good Catholic boys in South Bend. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I lean USC um, double digits in this game is, is a lot, but uh, I don't know that I'm going to play it. Can you either of you see USC winning the football game outright? I would say uh, I mean, I think there's a percent chance that they obviously could do it. I mean, if you're talking about double-digit dogs that could win, I think Texas could win the That's game outright. That's one thing I always look at when it comes to getting to 11 points. I can, yeah, The Oklahoma-Texas game, I wouldn't be shocked. Now, obviously, Oklahoma 
has a higher percentage of winning that football game, but I wouldn't be shocked if they won it. So, I mean, you look at a team, you're betting on a team like Texas or even in this game like USC, you're getting double-figure points, and those teams could possibly win the right. game as well. So it's not like out of the realm of possibility. I, I, like I said, I'd lean, I'd lean USC, but it's a, it's a money-line parlay for me. Yeah, if you're getting, I'd say, even 10 points or less, definitely like 7, 6, 7, whatever you're getting there, if you're going to take that team plus that point, plus those amount of points, you should have some thought in your head that, yeah, that team could win the game outright. Boy, I look at this next game and, and all these games this week. It's another good football team, this time on the road. So it's Florida at LSU. I didn't think it'd be two touchdowns. It's 13 and a half. Florida's getting 13 and a half to start this one. Strooper, we'll start with you. Your thoughts on Florida LSU. I'm same with you. I have the line at uh, about 10, so right at the double-digit mark, which isn't usually enough for me, for me to play it. But, um, gosh, you know, and I don't like the spot to Florida. Uh, they, they, they came, you know, they, they barely covered last week. I mean, we were all watching it going, this isn't going to happen. Um, so I think it's a bad spot for Florida, but I'd lean Florida. Yeah, so this game here, Looking at LSU, which is kind of a weird thing, number one scoring offense in college football, which they're we're, good. We're now this late in the season. That's usually not the case. Florida, number five most efficient defense. To me, Florida, if you watch a lot of the Chicago Bears, Florida's very similar. Great defense. They produce pro after pro. Their offense pretty much struggles. Um, in this game, I think one big correlation is if Florida's going to keep the, the over under is 55 and a half, which is a lot of points. If Florida's going to keep this game within two touchdowns, that that number's not going to 56 because Florida can't score enough. At that point, you're, I don't think Florida's putting up 28 points or even 24. So in this game, I lean towards Florida. If I was to play Florida plus 13.5, I would also parlay it with the under of 55.5. Um, when this, this game, when they talked about this game during the – uh, was it Auburn, Florida game last week, and, and they're going to LSU the next week. I love LSU to win this football game. And it's one of those, I look at this game, and I thought it would be maybe 10, maybe 7. I didn't think it'd be as low as 7, but if you can get this to 7, which I can by teasing it, I'll tease this game down to a touchdown. I think LSU beats them by a touchdown. So I'll put that in a bet. I mean, I would put LSU in a money line parlay with Notre Dame and maybe two more favorites to get to a point where it's worth my while. But um, LSU, I think, wins this football game. If you got it down to a touchdown, which you can with a seven-point teaser and put it with something else, I think you do that as well. Heck, you could get to a point just looking, and there's other games you could do that with, but if you put LSU down to minus six and a half, and then you took Texas, if you like them, you take them up to 18. Right, you could do it with all these teams. They're saying you could yeah. knock these teams up to almost 20 points. Yeah, so I mean, you could, 17 but I like it. I wouldn't, I, boy, I think it's a better chance that Florida gets blown out than it is that, um, LSU loses by less than a touchdown. So I would go LSU's way. I think they're a really good football team. And this kind of sets up what's down the road with those Alabama-LSU games coming up that, that'll be big again once again. So um, And even Auburn and LSU will play coming up as well, I believe. So, um, yeah, I would I, I will be teasing LSU with something. And now that I said it, I might even do it with Texas. But Yeah, with LSU, the one the big scary part is if you're taking Florida, is you're going to LSU at night. That place is going to be electric Ooh. city and... Uh, you could get down a couple scores real quick and not be able to come back. Yeah, the worry is Florida not being able to score enough. To, if that thing gets rolling a little bit, I mean, LSU's defense or offense, you saw them against Texas. 
they're really good. I mean, Joe Burrow is is legit. It's a good football team. Yeah, you're you're betting on if you're taking Florida, you're betting on Florida defense here against a freshman quarterback. We'll, we'll wrap up college by kind of talking about some other games and what you guys kind of like outside of the the five games we just talked about. We'll throw this a couple games in real quick and just kind of mention them to see if you guys have any thoughts one way or another. We'll start Iowa State minus 10.5 on the road at West Virginia. Boy, this screams toss me into a money line parlay. Um, Pete, what's your thoughts on Iowa State? They don't lose in October, it seems like. That's the thing, and they looked really good last week. Yeah, I think they looked real good last week. Uh, Stroop's boy Brock starting to get things back, getting his swagger back a little bit. Do- West Virginia 10.5 point dogs back-to-back. So they were 10.5 point dog Versus Texas at home. Now they're a 10.5-point dog versus Iowa State at home, which feels a little weird, almost feels a little too high to compare to the Iowa State-Texas teams. Um, they played them tight for three quarters. Uh, I really lean towards Iowa State in a situation, just like you said, either teasing that down to, to that 3.5 range or money lining them with a bunch of these other big favorites. I'm not going to lay the 10.5, though. If, if Iowa State wants to compete in the Big 12, which they already have a loss to Baylor, they can't go on the road. If they want to go to a good bowl game, they can't go on the lo- road and lose to one of the worst teams in the conference. I know West Virginia hung with Texas for a little while last week, but that's a look-ahead game for, for Oklahoma and Texas. Um, Stroop, please, I mean, we only have a certain amount of time, so keep your gushing about your boy Brock Purdy to a minimum. We get it via text messages. But go ahead and tell them, tell us how much you love them. Uh, yeah, you know what? It, West Virginia checks two of the three boxes this Ooh. weekend, so I, I'm I'm going to lean West Virginia. But rule number three in my book is don't <laughs> bet against Brock Purdy, and so we're not going to bet against him. But I do think Iowa State wins the game, and I, I think it was Pete. You said you know ten and a half is a lot of points, Matt. You might have said that too. Um, so that's another play for a tease. Um, I, I think you. I think they win by a touchdown, but but ten and a half, that's a lot of points. Yeah, there's a lot of teams that you can and and, and we'll put on our, our Twitter, um, you can follow us at QC Sportsbet. Um we'll put some some teases maybe on or some money line parlays later on um throughout the week. So make sure you're always following that and you're uh you're checking in with that throughout the uh the week as well. Um Pete, any college games that stand out that you really love that you want to talk about? Uh nothing more than kind of what we talked about with teasing. Um so with teasing you could do six point teaser, six and a half, seven points, which means you buy the the lines of both games either down or up. You could also do ten point teasers, which you need to have three teams in it. So for example, you can do um, something I kind of threw together real quick was kind of a Wisconsin, which would be minus a half point. Alabama taking them down to six and a half at Texas A&M. And then looking at Iowa State uh, minus a half a point. So kind of one thing I'm looking at there, like I said right off the bat, we're going to get the best bets and all that, but I am, I'm all in on Iowa this week. Uh, Strooper, what do you got? Any college games? That, did you text me about Illinois football? Because I think I threw my, I think I might have thrown my phone against the wall when you started talking about wanting to to even talk about Illinois no, football I, on the podcast. I, we usually talk about Illinois football because it's local, and so I I always feel like I have to to handicap it. And this week I would I, I would lean toward Illinois, but I, I we talked about it in the last few weeks that uh, there's no reason to bet on bad football teams. Okay, so. Um, my best bet, uh, my big one, and you guys can go make fun of me for it, um, is Arizona State. There, it's a pick 'em. Um, it's at home. I have them, uh, you know, as a four-point favorite. They're a pick. Uh, I would, um, other than the Iowa game, Arizona State is going to be my big play of the week. I'm sorry, I'm going to play in ignorance. Who do they even play? <laughs> Washington State. All right. Um, yeah, the Iowa play is my big play this week as well. 
Um, I really liked it. I've liked it since the beginning of the season. I have to stick with it. I think people are going to be scared away with what, what happened last week at, at, at the Big House. I think Iowa's a better football team, and I think they win the football game, especially at home at, at, at Kinnick Stadium. And I, I, let me retract that. I don't know if Iowa is the better football team, but at night at Kinnick Stadium, coming off a loss, I think that they're, they're ready to rock and roll. Um, another thing I really like is taking some of these LSUs and some heavy favorites and teasing them down like we just talked about. Getting We'll, we'll work something out and put it on Twitter, but I think a, a nice teaser to get some of these heavy favorites down to under a touchdown is something really smart to do on a Saturday. Yeah, I think, too, that there's a couple Friday games that are of interest. Virginia at Miami. Virginia's now getting two and a half. I watched Miami play a lot of that game last week. They were down 28 nothing to Virginia Tech came all the way back. I just don't I don't think Miami's very good. They're, talk about undisciplined. There, there's your... Uh, Team of the team of the decade, right there for undisciplined. Uh, also, Colorado, Oregon. What happened to Colorado? Like Colorado beat Nebraska earlier in this year. Are they three touchdowns worse than Oregon? Yeah, they struggle to stop anybody. That's yeah, why that's I think true. Uh, I think Stupid hey, mentioned hey, it too. Hey, be- before you lean one way or another on this one, let me just throw this out there because we've done it before and we've done it a bunch. Um, I actually missed this one because it was it was back on my first page. Um, I absolutely love. The Pac-12, 58-and-a-half over. Um, we, we've talked about Friday night fun, and, and this is it. They're going to they're gonna unload the ball. They're going to score a lot. I would, I would agree with that. That's, kinda, that's, yeah, that's, that's a good play. Yeah, you, that's pretty much where I was headed. Colorado can't stop anybody. Just gave up 35 to Arizona last week, 31 to Arizona State, 31 and to Arizona Nebraska. Arizona State's I mean, not a good offense. No, I mean, they're – Oregon's scoring 40-something points here, I think. That's, I think that's it's where whether Colorado headed. can get to where we need them to be. I agree with that as well. That might be something we toss into the hey, six-pack. Don't, don't, don't forget, Dazzle and Pete, that, that, that uh, or, or, sorry, Colorado scored 31 points against a pretty good Arizona State defense. Yeah, Colorado has no problem scoring points. They just they can't stop anybody yep, either. Yep, let's put that on the the six pack. I think you guys just talked me into that. That's a, a good play. That would get our our three college games. We'll put it on Twitter. I guess Iowa. We all like Texas, and then we all like the over in that game. Would that be the three? I think so. If we're going to agree on three, I love yeah, how I love how we pre. I love comes together. I love, yeah, the, the, some podcasts have like prep party or prep planning meetings where you figure out what you're going to say. Not us, but not us. We just go and do it as we on the, the by the, fl- uh, the seat of our pants. So, um, those are your plays. Those are your bets, bets. Those are your kicking the nuts. Let's move on to the NFL. And the NFL, there's not a ton that jump out to us a, a, a lot. And of course, it is a bye week for the Bears. So we won't have Bears to talk about and all that kind of stuff. And, boy, the Bears down the stretch are going to be interesting in these podcasts because the, some of the lines are going to be interesting and the direction of which way this team is going to go, it's, it's going to be – could be an interesting uh, run at it. Um, when I looked at the NFL, the first thing I thought of was I'm not – and I know they just beat the Browns 31-3 to or whatever, and you don't blow teams out in the NFL very often that way, but I'm still not, po- not sold – on the on the uh, on the um, San Francisco 49ers, they've beaten Tampa Bay, who's not very good, and Jameis threw the ball away. Um, Cincinnati's terrible. Um, they beat the Browns, who I don't think is a good football team at all, and then they beat somebody in between because they're four and zero. They beat Tampa, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh with yeah, exactly. So they haven't beaten anybody yet, and I don't think the Rams are that bad. I think they've lost two straight. They can't lose three straight. The Rams cannot lose three straight games and expect to do the things that they're expected to do. Obviously, the Rams' worries right now is Ty Gurley's not the Ty Gurley of old, um, but they still looked pretty good offensively against the Seattle Seahawks. Should have won that football game. I really like the Rams here. 
it's at three and a half, Pete. Down to three. Down to three. Just a bit then you don't even have to ju- to buy the hook. I really like the Rams minus three at home this week. Uh, what says you, Pete? Yeah, this is spot play city for me. Uh, just like you said, I, I mean, they, San Fran looked good on Monday night. They look great on Monday night. That's why this line's probably only three. And it's the Monday night stuff where they have a short week to get ready. Right, coming coming off that. Yeah, just like you said, it's your spot playing that the Rams aren't going to lose three in a row. Um, good situation here. The other thing is we probably glossed over it. Baker Mayfield. I don't. What is Ooh. the difference between Baker Mayfield and Mitch Trubisky? There's not much. And I get a hard time, and I'll bring Stroop on this too, but with especially with our text messages, and we argue a lot about Mitch, but I've been really hard on Mitch, and th- I said during the preseason, I don't understand why everybody's sold on Baker Mayfield all of a sudden automatically becoming this great quarterback. He flashed at points his, his uh, rookie year. I'm telling you guys, I mean, I'm a Lions fan. I know dog crap quarterbacks, and Joey Harrington flashed at times. You know, Andre Ware flashed. Charlie Batch flashed at times. He's not a good quarterback, and he's he comes out there and he talks crap. He he makes his opponent mad, and then he completes eight passes in an NFL football game. Right. And I you mean, got Odell and you got Jarvis Landry. It's abs- not like they don't got weapons there. Nick I, Chubb I, is a great running back. Bring, bring Stroop on this too, but I'm not, I mean, Mitch is really bad in my opinion, but Baker, Baker were you calling him uh, Baker Trubisky on, on text messages? I, I might have done that. <laughs> Strooper, what do you got? Oh, the, I, I don't know. I, I, I think the same as far as that goes. Um, I, I laughed when, what was it, week one, when they're putting Cleveland on Sunday night or Monday night football, and I, I think the last laugh is on the NFL because, I mean, why do you keep – Keep showing Cleveland they suck. And the thing uh, is, they're not done. They're gonna you're gonna see them a lot throughout the year. I mean, they've they 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 pack the schedule with them, and it's I don't think it's gonna get any better soon. Um, Strooper, did we get your Rams? No, but I but I think that uh, we're gonna go ahead and ring this up as a uh, one of our six pack plays of the week. I'm um, same same as both of you guys. It's a great spot. Forty ers are due. Um, and uh, there was one thing I was going to add to that, and I, I I lost my train of thought thinking about terrible Cleveland. <laughs> hey, um, one thing I was I was I was listening to somebody the other day, and this is what Vegas does. So before the season, don't you think the Rams are a seven point favorite? Absolutely. In this game, uh, easily seven, yeah. yeah. And and one thing the NFL doesn't do is they don't. They're stubborn. Our Vegas is stubborn. Like they they don't they don't do the quick reaction of hey what happened last week so hey if San Francisco's four and zero and they they killed the Browns the line should be this they stay pretty disciplined when it comes to don't overreact in one week and and they don't come that far off of that line I mean it's seven to three I mean it is a big stretch but uh, don't I mean people get carried away average people the public gets carried away with one week That's in the a- NFL. My train of thought came back. Seventy-three <laughs> percent of the tickets this week are on the San Francisco 49ers. That makes this an even bigger play. It's a huge play. Uh, you know, the fact of the matter is, is everything you just said. Four points from probably the the opening line in Vegas, if it was available, and 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 the public loves it. I think I, this, I one, this one opened up at uh, opened up at five and a half, and then must have got bet heavy, and then. Must have kept getting bad heavy to get down to three because it was three and a half for a while and dropped down to that key number. Yeah, no, I, I really like the Rams in this one as well. And I don't think this one's going any lower. I would think it would bounce back to three yeah, and a half. Yeah, you might probably want to jump on it. Or you gonna have to, but I will say this. If it, it is three and a half when you finally bet on Sunday, first off, don't wait. If you're in Iowa, go across the bridge. If you're in Illinois, go across the bridge and, and, and place your bet. Um, get it at three. And if, you, if it's three and a half come game time, 
buy the buy the hook. Buy the hook. It's not that big a deal. Buy it. You'll be thanking yourself instead of kicking yourself if something crazy happens. Um, the Monday night game is the Lions at Green Bay. And this is another one, guys, where you got Green Bay impressing the heck out of everybody on a late afternoon, yearly evening game, going down to Texas and beating the Cowboys. Dak Prescott threw four interceptions, which, by the way, he's not Baker Mayfield and, and Mitch Trubisky bad, but slow down on paying that guy a whole bunch of money. Um, but when you look at it, the Lions are coming off a of bye week. The Packers are the everybody's favorite NFL team right now, and Aaron Jones is fantastic. Boy, when this line came out, you'd think it'd be a touchdown. You'd think at home on Monday Night Football, it's at least a touchdown. I'll tell, say what I think in a second, but I this is Vegas saying that the Lions are, are a decent football team. Yep, I'd agree with you on that. Uh, as a Lions fan, you got to be ecstatic that the Lions four and a half. That means you're getting some pretty good national respect from people who know what they're doing. Um, I look at this game, I'm not betting against, I'm not taking four and a half against Aaron Rodgers at home on Monday night. That's just not, that's not a profitable situation there. So uh, if I play this one, it'll be Green Bay minus four and a half or whatever it ends up being. Stroop, we'll go to you before we do. We'll let everybody know that uh, the Lions have had their way with the Packers of late. They swept them last year. Matthew Stafford's won three straight at Lambeau Field. We'll go to, we'll go to the Matthew Stafford lover on the podcast. Uh, Stroop, tell me how great number nine is. Rule number one, don't bet against Aaron Rodgers. However, that impressive win last week for the Packers, I'm shocked that the line is this low. Um, But at the same time, we also know that when things like that happen, uh, it's always fun to take the other side. So I would lean Detroit. I'm not going to bet this game um, because, again, it it would be uh, against rule number one, which is don't bet against Aaron Rodgers. Um, We did it last week, and, of course, we paid. Yeah, I mean, I think my text is we owe our viewers an apology because we told people to bet on Dak Prescott over Aaron Rodgers, which when you look at it that way, we're pretty stupid and we do apologize. But with all that being said, I'm not going to bet this game because I'm a big Lions fan and I don't want to deal with having money on a game too. But what Pete said is right. I mean, I'm I'm excited about the fact that I think they're a pretty good football team. It's a spot play for a lot of people. I mean, I'm not going to bet it, but Lions coming off a bye week, completely healthy. Packers coming off a big win on the road where everybody's telling how great they are, but you have that number. That guy, uh, Aaron Rodgers, is pretty good too. So I'll leave it alone as well and see what happens. Hopefully, my team wins. One other game I want to talk a lot, a little bit about before we kind of talk about some teams you can throw into our teases. Um, usually, we didn't do one last week, but our teases have been really good. Our money line teases, especially, or, or either money line or um, six or seven point teasers, have been pretty good in the NFL. But um, Philadelphia, Minnesota. I think Pete and I disagree with this one right off the bat. But if Philadelphia can go to to Lambeau Field in a night game and beat the Packers and they're playing really good football, can't they go to Minnesota and that, that, that circus and, and get, get a victory? I like Minnesota at home. Just I think they got one of the better home field advantages in all of football. Um, this does go against my Kirk Cousins plays winning teams and usually know what, how that finishes up. Uh, if I was to bet this game, I would definitely lay the three points with Minnesota. I doubt I will play this one, but that's the way I would lean. Stroop, what says you? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't like the game either. Um, I guess I lean Minnesota because of the home field advantage. Um, Philly's been, for me, patchy here and there. Um, if anybody cares, uh, I, I guess from a trend perspective, the Eagles are 14-7 and seven straight up in the last uh, the last 21 games against Minnesota. So, you know, they're, they're winning two to one times, and, and they're also 12-6 and six against the spread. 
versus Minnesota since uh, 1990. So that's that's 18 games. Um, I, I don't I, I don't like the game. Uh, just because I don't like you guys, I'll I'll say I really do like the the Eagles. I won't put it as a play for people to take. I'm probably going to put some money on the Eagles, and I might put some money on the Eagles money line. I don't think Minnesota's that good of a football team. I don't like Kirk Cousins, and I think the Eagles are playing really good football ever since you know Matthew Stafford went into their place and beat them on their home field. They've been really good, but that happens. I mean, it's going to happen more and more often. I mean, Matthew Stafford goes on the road and beats good teams. Pete's not even paying attention to me, so <laughs> it's not he's texting. But um, with all that being said, I'll probably end up taking Philadelphia money line, and um, I think the Eagles are the best team in that in that division, which is crazy because. They were they were a loss on the Thursday night to Green Bay and away from being done for the season. Like when we were, they were one and three, and now are one and two, and now here they are rocking and rolling. So I like Philly. I'll play it, but I won't. I won't suggest anybody has to do that as well. Um, some teased teams that we like this week. Dallas bounces back. Correct. Yeah. They haven't beaten anybody good. That line's a little fishy at seven. I would, I would think about even laying those points at seven. Hope maybe it gets down to six and a half. It's been trending down. Uh, the Jets are bad. Dallas, yeah. So, so I think Dallas is definitely. Definitely a teasable team. The other ones I'd look at, um, the Chargers, it's tough to take because they have so many injuries, but Pittsburgh's starting a third-string quarterback. Chargers are quote-unquote at home, even though the place is going to be 75% Steeler fans. That's another one at seven. Could throw those two teams together. Uh, Stroop, what about uh, the Chiefs? Oh, I I don't understand this line, and I think um, Hill's going to be back for them, so... Gosh, you gotta you gotta think that's almost one of those where you scratch your head and say, "What's Vegas trying to do to us here?" I'm kind of scared. Well, you know what, guys? We used to do for our teases and our money line parlays. We would always do a few years ago. We'd take three teams and we'd toss them together, and we'd always get screwed on one of those teams. I, I we haven't done that this year, and it's been safe. Take your 120 with two teams, minus 120 with two teams. I like Dallas. I like Kansas City. Are they going to lose two straight games at home? Yeah, and that's one where you're just going to bet. You're not even going to mess with the teaser because you're going to get plus two and a half. Unless you do a seven-pointer, you're going to get plus two and a half with Kansas City. You're better off just money line parlaying Kansas City and Dallas and rolling that way and getting, I'm guessing that's even or above. So we all like the Rams. We all like a tease like that. Um, We really don't have a third NFL one. Is there anything else that sticks out to you? Or we can do four in the college if we want to. I mean, I'll say that, and I don't think you're going to bet it. In fact, I, it, it, for me, it's going to be small, um, and we can all laugh because the Atlanta Falcons have screwed me oh. about three times on, this year. Let's it. make it a fourth stop time this it. week no. and only no, this Adam, way. I'm not going to let I'm you say this. The Cardinals plus two and a half. They check all three boxes uh, in the NFL. I think that's a big deal. Um, obviously, by the hook, up to three, but the Atlanta Falcons are probably going to run this, run the table, and screw me again. But I am taking the Cardinals. Where's that game at? Oh, you're taking the Cardinals. I thought you were going Falcons. Yeah. It's at Arizona. Arizona okay. getting two and a half. Uh, probably a shootout type of game. Over yeah. under 52 in that one. Hey, pop me up. Yeah, there you are. There you are. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the only other game I like from a T standpoint, Baltimore's minus 11 and a half against Cincinnati. Cincinnati's right there. They're neck and neck with the Redskins and probably a, a Wait, hair above the Dolphins. You just buy that and say that they're going to beat them by touchdowns or just you don't care, just get it down to the... Yeah, I mean that one. If you're if you're five and a half, you're good. Why, I think why not? At least a touchdown. Why not do Dallas, Baltimore, and Kansas City money line parlay? Makes sense. Makes, <laughs> makes so one of the sense. three. Yeah. Lo- one of the three lose. I mean, the only one I think you kind of worry about Kansas City. Kansas City line is kind of fishy. But I mean, like, but two weeks ago you would have said Kansas City's. I mean, if we had said, all right, what's the spread going to be? Kansas Houston at Kansas City. 
I don't know if Mahomes is actually hurt that it's the three and a half. But I mean, you're the th- or four. And, I don't know yeah. four and a half. But but this is the overreaction when it comes to the NFL. Didn't Houston just lose to Carolina a few weeks ago? At home. Yeah. They lost at home to Carolina, and now everyone thinks they're the greatest. They're, that team is going to go into Arrowhead Stadium and beat the Chiefs. Plus, the fact the Chiefs aren't losing two straight home games at home yeah. um, uh, this season. They're not right. going to do. I mean, come on. It just it makes too much sense not to bet it. Sold. All right, that's well. That's gonna be my play. That's my favorite NFL one. Is gonna be to put Baltimore with uh, the Cowboys with the Chiefs and just everybody's money line. Probably you probably get some decent return on that. Yeah, it should be a pretty. It should definitely be over even. I'm gonna just. I'm going right off the top. I had a guess. No computer or anything. Maybe like a plus one fifteen ish. Something. I want to go look just because you're probably dead on, which is how scary that is. So, um, Stroop, what are, are we forgetting? Anything NFL wise? Nah, not on mine. I, I uh, the NFL's been tough. You know, I'll say this: we've been really good in the NFL. And last week, I think it made us second guess ourselves. And what we shouldn't do is second guess ourselves on this and and be confident with it because we know that week to week things can go bad. And to be honest, what's really what's really difficult for all of these picks is that we throw out this six pack, but. Make sure you're tuning in every week because I know that there's been a couple of weeks that we've been mediocre and <laughs> and I've had really good weeks or Pete you've had a really good week and Dazzle you've had a really good week on on some ancillary plays that we talk about so I think it is important to listen to the podcast each and every week the full entire thing my my tease or my money line parlay I'm sorry my money line parlay would be plus. One twenty one plus one twenty one so off by oh oh six quit yelling to pot you up can't you hear me. No. Now you can, right? Yeah. Okay, we're done. All right. Um, uh, we'll remind everybody to keep listening, to keep, uh, please follow the podcast uh, on Twitter. It's at QC Sports Bet. Um, we've done fantastic. The listenership was up another 23% last week. So we're rocking and rolling. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you give us feedback. Obviously, people on Twitter are finding me to tell me when we lose. So I appreciate that as well. Um, and, and enjoy your um, college and, and NFL weekend. Win some money. Am I, am I forgetting anything, Pete? You're looking at me. No, do we got anything for best bets? or? Oh, my best bet is the... You know what? My best bet's the Rams. As much as I like that parlay that I just came up with, my best bet is the Rams winning. Pete, what's your best bet? Uh, Iowa plus oh, the four. Yeah, yeah. But what about NFL? You don't have one for NFL. NFL, I like, the, I like going with... Uh, Exactly what we talked about there. Dallas, Kansas City, Baltimore. Yeah, we made that one up on the fly. Look at us. Strooper, what's your best bet for the NFL? Oh gosh, I'm gonna go with the same thing. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna push uh and 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 try to you know, try to come up with something different. So I'm gonna stick with what we talked about. All right, guys. Um guys win some money out there. We'll see you guys next week on Dazzo and the Degenerates.